Hi, I'm Nick. Welcome to another episode of the St. Paul Filmcast. Today's episode, I'm not going to be here and filling in guest hosting is a previous guest of the podcast, Jason P. Schumacher. Uh, he's bringing with him uh, Jesse Frankson and Trevor Cupper. Uh, today, they're going to have a panel discussion about road movies. I want to thank all three for coming out and doing this episode. I greatly appreciate it. I learned a great deal more about Romies than I thought I ever did. And I hope you all enjoy it as well as I did listening to this one episode. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. In fact, maybe you're on the road listening to this as uh, Jason, Jesse, and uh, Trevor talk about road movies. Podcast. I'm Jason Schumacher, guest hosting today uh, with my friends Jesse Frankson. Hello. And Trevor Kupfer. Hi. Did I say that right? <laughs> you did. They can't see you nod on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do as much visual things I can, <laughs> hand gestures. Yeah. Perfect. Draw some um, pictures. Yeah. Um, I'm a filmmaker in town. I'm a big fan of road movies. Uh, Jesse is an actor performer in the Twin Cities uh, and has co-written some films with me. That is correct. And Trevor, you're a journalist. Mm -hmm. You have a background in film journalism. Yep. Um, and you've written a road movie. I have. It hasn't been made. <laughs> Maybe one day, but yes, I've actually written one, weirdly. You had to point that out because <laughs> I must have talked about it previously. But I have indeed. So I'm also a fan awesome. of road movies. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to talk about this because uh, I'm also trying to write a, mo a road movie at the moment. So I've been watching a lot of them and uh, thought it would be a fun topic to talk about. So first, um, when you guys think of road movies, like what are what do you think of when you think of a road movie? It's kind of a subgenre or a parent genre that other movie genres can kind of blend into: comedy, horror, drama. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, what are some tropes and like what do you what what defines a road movie? I don't know about you guys. Were you, when 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 you heard from Jason that he wanted to talk about this, were you? That was the first thing I was going toward. Is like what would you call a road movie? I mean, there's certain things I definitely think of, but like I was trying to think of defining it in some sort of way and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause there's certain movies that, um, like you said, fit into the different genres of it. And, uh, um, I think, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a cliche here of, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the moment that they realized that the true destination was the journey. And oh, the yeah. People that they met along the way. For sure. That's kind of uh, uh, what I consider a, a road trip movie. Uh, something has to be learned or discovered about themselves, usually. Usually. Um, I, I always like them because there's a lot of, uh, there's usually a lot of conversation in road trip movies. And, and I have a, a theater background. And so uh, I enjoy seeing movies that have uh, a lot of like dialogue and like, you know, kind of right. uh, look at the character, you know, character development and that type of right. type it's of a, thing. It's a great structure to force, you know, characters to be 
together for a long time in an intimate setting of a you know small vehicle mm -hmm. and take them to like different places it's all it's also i don't know if it's a trope but definitely uh there's a lot of tension in the road stuff because you're forced to be in enclosed spaces with people yes. that you are going to be annoyed by or whatever and it, it 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 heightens that which is kind of interesting too yep and that's that's where a lot of the entertainment value i think comes from because it'd be you know a pretty boring movie if it was like a couple of very agreeable people right. on a trip together i mean it'd be kind of a, a boring yes movie i think Usually exactly the, the fun comes out of the uh the as you said the tension and the the way the characters you know uh rub you know right. the wrong way against each other yeah, in terms of in, in terms of like i don't know i wanted there to be almost concrete rules and it's really hard to have them and all i could come up with is that there's travel of some kind doesn't have to be car yeah uh, toward a selected destination uh and there must be stops along the way right so like some of these race style movies if it's just one big race thing, it's not going to work, but there's usually stops along the way, right. even in those. But the yeah. one that I found that I could not think of any were train movies. Hmm. I can't think of any that I would call a road movie because they're not stopping and they don't have sure. a lot of the same tropes. Um, they're very different. They, they tend to fall in different genre kind of things where the message, the themes, things like that aren't really yeah. there. Yeah, the only the only ones I can think of is like where the train is, you know, a part of it. Like, sure. you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, right. for example. Right, that's, where that's, it's like one segment. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, yep. But I can't, uh, of, all the, of all the many train movies I've seen, <laughs> yeah, which is not Snow a whole lot. But Snowpiercer isn't exactly a road movie, right? You know? Right. Like, I think just Oh Brother, Where Art Thou might be one of the closer ones, which is is a train for part of it as well, right? But sure, it, sure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yep. Pee Wee has a little train part, spot. Part of his adventure is is riding the train. Yep. So, if it's a part of it, that's fine. But if you're on the train for the vast majority, it tends not to have those same thematic elements that seem to be sure. road movie-ish. Sure, like Murder on the Orient Express. Right, example. exactly. I would, not, I would not classify that yep. as a road trip. Well, and Hitchcock yeah. had several. None of those would be really yep. road, and there's a lot of train ones that way, too. Yeah, so there's got to be stops. So, like, um, the Wikipedia page for road movie is uh, uh, defines it as something in which the characters leave home on a road trip, so it's usually, you know, starting from a place of familiarity yep. and, and journeying out, uh, typically altering their perspective from, from their everyday lives. They often uh, depict travel in the hinterlands, um, exploring themes of alienation, examining the tensions of cultural identity, yep, of for um, sure. sometimes of a historical period. But it's often like it's often people sort of venturing out away from uh, society or something structured into mm -hmm. this sort of like romantic idea, like idea of freedom on the open road in the open kind of ex expansive spaces between cities in. Right. Well, right. and trying to discover the so-called true America. I know there's a yeah. lot that kind of thematically do that of like, or where they might belong. Like, oh, I don't seem to fit here. I'm going to go and try to right. find where is the pulse of America, whatever. Right. And that's always kind of a funny thing, right? That's their, their right. destination. I'm going to find this and they don't, but they rediscover something about themselves and right. change. Along the way. Exactly, right? right? They always find it along the way. The it's journey. Always, it's not, 
And that's that's the uh, I think the the usual end note with a lot of these road movies is it, it you know For because sure. the destination becomes not that important like the the bulk of right. the movie is the journey that they made which is kind of a metaphor for life i think right i mean everybody's on their own like road trip and like yep. you know towards <laughs> hurtling towards death the end of our life but uh you know the 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 real highlight isn't like the end of the life the destination but it's like you know the journey what did i learn you know how, well, even, how did, can i become a better person even those mini destinations right like of getting careers and like promotions yep. and yep. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And we may stop along the way. I mean, that's a movie thing in general, right? Of that's a very thematic thing of this is the next step and I'm going to be driven toward this. And it makes you an, an animal and a horrible person. <laughs> right. Usually right. it's at the expense of something. So these ro road movies are kind of funny because they're kind of expelling that stuff mm -hmm. uh, in a very different way. It, it, and used comedically, um, for thrillers, all kind of drama, definitely, obviously, mm -hmm. a lot of really depressing <laughs> road movies. The ones I've thought are, there's a lot of interesting ones. There's a lot of buddy ones where it's just like two people, yep. but they're often frenemies, really, is what I would say. Right. And they end up having usually a budding relationship. But if they're romantic ones, a lot of those, they end up breaking up, I yeah. feel like. Right? Like, it's That's the true. opposite of that. And then the family ones is similar. They, they, they're like fractured already and right. then they come together. Um, so that was interesting when I was looking at that list and going like, oh, these fallen camps. I wonder why so many of the couple ones, they break yeah, up. It's interesting that it's, it's like a very American genre. There are road yeah. movies from other regions, but it's mm -hmm. like a, a very predominantly American yeah. genre. Like Wim Wenders, you know, made his... Uh, uh, this German road trilogy, but heavily inspired by American road movies. And then of course he comes to America and makes Sim Paris, Texas. Similar to, right. similar to Westerns too. Yeah. Like where it is, it, it is almost that mythos thing where people will, even if you are foreign, mm -hmm. they're going to do that style movie here. The spaghetti Westerns very heavily influenced by John Ford stuff, yeah. but they're like, Oh, there's this thing, this mythos of, of America where we have to find, what is the true America? And it's weird. There are a few examples other places, right. but it's not the same. It's a different thematic thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the culture identity isn't isn't really the exploration that they're looking for. Right. It's funny. It's a very American thing. Well, it's interesting. I just realized that today is the 50th anniversary of the release of Easy Rider. Yeah. Okay. Which tagline was, um, what is it? A man goes out looking for America and can't find it right. anywhere. Right. Right. Just yeah. Kind of an interesting. I mean, that's always the one that comes to mind for me is like, yeah, as like a classic road movie thing. Uh, doesn't age terribly well nowadays. <laughs> I actually had a friend recently who had never watched it and he watched it. He's like, I don't get it. And it's like, well, yeah, you obviously have to go back to 1969 and like, look yeah. at it then. I mean, this is a very, you know, it's drug addled. Right. And Counterculture. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Um, but that is a classic one. And really that led into the early seventies had a ton right. that were, it was mm -hmm. kind of the, mm -hmm. the forerunner for a lot of those. Yeah. I was just reading about two lane blacktop, which is kind of an interesting one that is more of the race themed one, but it manages to still make itself yeah. a road movie stars, James Taylor, uh, Dennis Wilson and Warren. Oh, Oates. that's right. Yeah, it is. Dennis and, Wilson. Um, yeah. It, it got funded because easy rider was such a big success and then it got, 
tons of praise almost too early that it got like overhyped and kind of sort of lost to time, I think, until the Criterion resurrected it. Sure. But um, yeah, that's another interesting one that's a little less like rock and roll than Easy Rider and just, yeah. you know, more just here's some very um, lonely, isolated people. Yeah, it's more introspective, whereas mm-hmm. Easy Rider's very more outgoing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, no, it makes sense. And they're still playing the same countercultural stuff. Right. It's an interesting one. It's definitely worth seeing. That was James Taylor's pretty much only film credit, right? I think right. so. I yeah. can't think I of think him in anything I else. I think he was in, he was in, uh, uh, one more movie, but it, like he played himself, like had a cameo oh, okay. himself. So that doesn't really sings count, a song or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's James <laughs> Taylor. Of course, he's gonna sing a song. Did he say? I haven't seen it. And uh, I don't remember him sing at no. all. No, I mean no, he barely just talks like, really. In yeah, it. I mean there's not. I like I said, I haven't I haven't seen it. Um, but I've read some articles about it and stuff. It's one of my husband's favorite movies. Nice. And uh, he hates James Taylor, but he like, <laughs> loves that movie. I, I'm not super into his music, but uh, it was fascinating to see like James Taylor being tough and like yeah, swearing yeah. and being nice. a punk and stuff. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, Warren Oates plays this really, it, it has a really interesting contrast of, you know, they've got this makeshift car that, of course, is like the fastest thing ever, and they're just challenging people. And Warren Oates is in this car that he obviously bought and doesn't really know anything about. It's like a terrible, he's yeah. he like awful, but he just like challenges them, yeah. the races like, and stuff. Yeah, and he's just, he's like a pathological <laughs> liar uh, throughout the movie, which is also <laughs> fascinating because he's he's got this kind of like idea of the American dream and this like masculine free-spirited guy with his cool car and you know he sees like these punk kids and you know of course it drives him crazy and he challenges them so there's just a lot of also themes of uh, masculinity that pop up in a lot of these road movies i mean there's a few female-led ones that i came across but there's just a lot of a lot of stuff of like you know this i don't know you know guys in cars and mm-hmm. yeah guys trying to i mean i can think of some that are like guys going through some sort of crisis and they're going to fix it by seeing america or getting away for a while driving yeah. away for a while and i think the masculinity thing is part of it too a decent amount of them and actually i feel like it is a thematic thing of like they have to get over that <laughs> like right. yeah right that they aren't have a realization they're not so masculine or this is yeah. false or stupid that or they need to reconnect yeah. with something or reconnect with nature or right whatever right. and um yeah something's missing that they want to fulfill by taking this trip in some way or their problems will be solved once they take this trip or yeah things will or be get different. to this place because yes. i've made it to this yes. yeah 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 so the um the ones that aren't sort of like a, a spiritual quest road movies are the ones where people are on the run. So there are yep, a lot yep. of, you know, crime ones. Um, speaking of nature and escaping and, uh, that brings me to one of my favorites. And one I know you guys both enjoy is Badlands. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Sissy Spacek, Terrence Malick's first feature yeah. his most, uh, like normal linear, movie but very normal yeah yeah yeah. um but still full of his kind of philosophical ideas and um but anyway that one also has a lot of this sort of like yeah um disillusionment this theme of kind of like self-delusion and um martin sheen plays a criminal um who 
essentially goes on a killing spree, takes this young woman, played by a very young Sissy Spacek, um, inspired by true events. And it's sort of, yeah, thematically based around this idea of the romanticism of criminals. Sure. And also, you know, that like sort of false romanticism about being on the open road. And And I think there's a lot of them that follow outsiders. And he's certainly like, he tries to embrace that, right? He's like basically doing a James Dean impersonation when he's in the town at the beginning. Like that's what he wants to be. And I'm a rebel. And, um, and then that's what he does. And it's almost like he, again, has to like get over that on this trip of like, that doesn't get me anywhere. It's, it's weird. And, and he kind of convinces Sissy Spacek that she's also in that camp. Right. And then she starts to increasingly go like, this is, I, this isn't for me. <laughs> like, right, right. And it's one of, one of another example of the relationship, one that becomes fractured because of the actual trip. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde being another one. Yeah. Um, of course they die, yeah. but they have a ton of fights and things right. and riffs. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, that plays into that masculinity idea because oh, yeah. Clyde is impudent. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's impudent. Yeah. Um, and that's constantly challenging his masculinity. And so how he gets over it is violence. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it's, yeah. There's quite a few of those that are the yeah. criminal ones like yeah, that. Yeah, natural born killers. Yeah, you there you go. Categorize under that that subheading. So we've kind of established that there's basically those two kind of subcategories, like yep. broad ones. The, yeah, the quest the and quest. the escape or chase. Yeah, like the the outlaw, mm-hmm. which is essentially, I guess, one one to put it really broadly is is they're going towards something you know, running towards something. And then the outlaw is really more running away from something. They're trying to get away from Mm -hmm. um, the authorities. Usually the race style ones tend to be outsiders a little bit. Obviously Tulane kind of fits in with easy Mm -hmm. rider, but there are some weird race style ones there where somehow it's like, they're a combination of a lot of different stuff going on. Right. Cause you're usually following multiple parties. And I, I was struggling with the Mad Max series, for instance, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Certainly Fury Road has a destination, right? So that yeah. feels like a road movie. Whereas the other ones, obviously the road is a big part of it. Yes, this it's world, yeah, endless. it's endless, yes. right? There is no destination. The destination's like stay alive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's a little bit different. Um, well, and it seems to be the, the, the second biggest uh, country to output road movies, and people can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but is Australia, you know, aside from Interesting. There's, America. I can, yeah, I can think of a few examples, yeah. Just because there's a lot of open space there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just looking at, I was just thinking about Badlands a lot because this is one of my favorite movies. Like, that idea of... Um, as you were saying, like Martin Sheen's character is really trying to create this image based on like what he thinks, you know, um, people are attracted to or whatever. And of course it gets him, you know, into a lot of trouble and out of a lot of trouble. And sure. I find that one particularly fascinating because, you know, Terrence Malick's obviously later work has, is full of like voiceover and philosophical musings Mm -hmm. that I think he, Terrence Malick is playing, uh, is portraying those as a true belief, where in Badlands, a lot of them are, he's like pointing out how disillusioned and kind of. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, naive and everything. Yeah, 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 naive these like young people are. And um, and he doesn't have to do it with voiceover either. I mean, it's a very understated movie, mm-hmm. um, very simple, but thankfully you have those two 
those two great actors to carry it. And you can just see so much in their almost lack of communication that it speaks volumes and it's really interesting. And they, you can just tell after a while of just like they're fading just in general of like, where do I belong? I don't, I don't know where I'm going. Well, yeah, towards the end of the movie, there's this incredible image where, you know, Nat King Cole's playing on the radio and they're in the the headlights of the car and they're slow dancing. And Mm, it's like the image of something romantic and this idea of something very romantic then it you know cuts to Sissy Spacek's face and she just looks uncomfortable, bored, yeah, yeah. bored lost. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it's fascinating. Yeah. I think, is it Wild at Heart that David Lynch won? I think is another one where it's two criminal couple yep. on the run as oh, well. Oh, yeah, Laura Dern and, and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some amazing, hilarious moments in that one. Yeah, but, it's a fantastic uh, movie, yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe chewing the scenery. Yeah, yeah. It's, that one's pretty wild, but it's yet another example of those. There's quite a few of them. Well, speaking of Australia, I just watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert for the first time. Yes, Queen. So good. <laughs> so good. Which I had no idea Terrence Stamp was in, uh, playing a transgender woman, correct? Um, yes. It, the The line is a little bit um, blurry on... on that uh, of all of those characters yeah the other two are like drag yeah drag drag performers and yeah and uh i guess yeah he would be more more of a transgender character or yeah it's a good one clearly led to tu wong fu yes (laughs) right the american equivalent sort of (laughs) right right um yeah that's a that's a great one that's that's one of my favorites um Mm -hmm. uh and of course um I'm trying to think of of names. 1995, I think. Uh, Guy Guy, Guy Pierce, Pierce. Guy Pierce, yeah. And uh, the Matrix Hugo guy. Weaving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. Agent Smith from from the Matrix. So I yes, think I saw that for the first time after seeing the Matrix. And it kind of <laughs> is a little bit mind blowing. I've yeah. never quite looked at the Matrix quite. Yeah, it's the like same. Four His... years before the Matrix, and I think four years before Momento. Ah, yeah. Four or five. Yeah. That was probably their big um, uh, American breakout mm-hmm. movie for them. I know that was at the time that was a pretty big thing. You didn't see much of that. I mean, even Tu Wong Fu that was kind of a precursor to a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, LGBTQ movies. Um, and another one that challenges, I'd say, femininity in a way. In that case. Oh yeah, uh, as opposed to masculinity, and they do really clever things in those yeah. movies yeah. to kind of t- take the genre and the tropes of it and kind of flip them on their head a little bit. Right, right. Because they're going through these like small little Australian towns, and sometimes they're kind of I don't know rednecky or backwoodsy, and they don't you know very uncomfortable with these uh, drag performers coming to their town. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, uh, similar to like, where they're the ones movie. learning from the travelers. Again, it's kind of flipping yeah. stuff. It's kind of, it's interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. They end up in these, you know, spaces where they're, yeah, l- less welcome, I guess, or yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like less freedom on the road in a way. Right. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. That those ones are interesting. I didn't know one on, on that list and I don't remember it. Honestly, I saw it, but I don't remember it that much was trans America. Ah, uh, yeah, that's another. And that one was kind of just the classic, 
Um, the the now disgraced Felicity Huffman plays a uh, uh, transgender woman, right? Um, who uh, I think finds out about her son that she didn't know that she had that um, uh, back when she uh before she had transitioned and when she was i think like late teenager or maybe early 20s or something like that and had right, no right. idea that she had this son um and uh you know the tensions from that kind of come from uh her also not being truthful to what their relationship is she right. says that they uh work for the church that his family goes to or so something did they, like that. So do they I can I couldn't remember. Did they like travel did they go on a long trip together yes. or something? Okay. Yep. So then yep. they have to bond. It's, yep. the, it's most f- most of the trip is um them traveling um back because he's I think uh, homeless, or he doesn't have any support, and he like just got out of jail or something like sure, that. Sure. And uh, she kind of feels like it's her, you know, duty as the the parent to make sure this person you so know, this ends is, up safe. And this is another kind of broken family camp yeah. kind of yeah. thing, similar to that uh, reminds me of Paris, Texas, which mm-hmm. is another one very much like that, where the mm-hmm. um, parent reunited with child and trying to right. build the family back together. Um, a little more depressing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to say one, the least. Well, that one's interesting because he he starts out lost, and going on the road trip almost gives him more focus. Like he instead of like going out on to a trip to sort of become lost in you know right. America or whatever, he he he's, he he's, he's wandering by, on foot, sort of lost in the desert until uh, I think his, his brother brother-in-law or something like that yeah Yeah. um dean stockwell finds him and eventually yeah he um embarks on a on a trip with his son to find mom the mother and so yeah that one's like yeah he's he's finding like a focus or a purpose getting on the road sure so that's another family related yeah for sure one which uh Although tons of them are comedies, that one's definitely on the opposite end. Yeah, yeah. it's not Little Miss Sunshine. It's it's not RV. Are we there yet? That kind of stuff. But right, and like I was saying, that one is a German director who loved American road movies. He made three uh, Alice in the Cities, uh, Wrong Move or Wrong Movement, depending on how you translate it. Kings of the Road did didn't he do that? Yeah, yeah. Third of that uh, trilogy. Then he did yeah Paris Texas. Okay. The interesting thing about some of those ones is like because it's in, in like post-war Germany for one there's a lot of just you know um there's just more barriers or more roads that just end or you know because of uh geopolitical lines or just the, the train just doesn't run past here or whatever sure. you know so you don't have to travel very far be- before you're in somewhere with a different language right um, so. I feel like there are there are a few in like the Eastern Europe, Russia kind of area where it's more almost like more like that, where they mm-hmm. are more like wanderers and like um, uh, gypsies or whatever you'd want to say. And they're equally depressing, usually where they're they're trying to travel mostly to stay alive. Um, yeah. The, yeah, Kings of the Road is just very episodic, very just meandering and wandering and, you know, sort of like an odyssey like some of these are. Just right. different scenarios. These two guys that have, have come together on this trip find themselves in. And 
it's funny. It's, yeah, it's like the American ones. The the road has meaning or something. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And elsewhere, it's yeah. just like a, a means to an end, or it's necessary. Sure. But we're like, no, the road. It's a thing. Route sixty six. Whatever. Yeah. It's the answer. Yeah. Black lane. Uh, Two lane blacktop goes on Route sixty six uh, for a lot of it. I mean, the Cars franchise, stuff like that. Like, they, it's not Played a road movie, but, yeah. like, that's what their, that's their thing the is. It's like, road. oh, yeah, right? The open road, yeah. I guess Harmony Kareen, um, say what you want about him, I guess. But he's he claims that the road movie genre is dead because of GPS. Um, <laughs> wow. Which is an interesting idea because it is you know, more difficult to just be lost or not know where you're going or headed or where you'll right. end up. Right. But there's still been great road movies since the advent of gps it's it is in, not as many it, it, it's yeah, an interesting that, perspective to say like you're keeping you're almost like keeping your head down and like focused on i'm getting there rather than paying attention to your surroundings or something yeah maybe if that's where it's coming from mm-hmm. um interesting yeah it's definitely less likely to get lost and stuff but i still feel like now those movies can get made but you just have to be more purposeful about wanting to be lost, right? Of like, yeah. no phones, no no tablets. You, you just see the Midwestern dad, we're just cutting ourselves off off the grid and we're gonna go. Yep. Yep. Right. And the kids tradition. then hate them. Yeah, right? Tradition is like a big part of it, I think, with especially yeah. with like the family road trip movies. And, right. You know, I'm thinking of like, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Right. You know, it was like, it's a Griswold, you know, tradition, we're gonna take a, road trip together and uh, you know i don't care if we hate each other by the end of it but you know this is the trip that we're gonna make and then you know ultimately in those movies the expected trip isn't necessarily what the outcome is uh especially with some of the the comedy road trip movies oh yeah i mean the the whole first act is just fighting right and it's great (laughs) like and there's more than one uh uh, National Lampoon's Vacation movies. Yes, but that's the only one that's really a road one. I mean, European. Okay. Yeah, that they do they do trains and flights and stuff. That one doesn't feel w- quite right. And no. the Vegas one, they're just in Vegas, so yeah. And Christmas vacation. Christmas, was, they're at home. You know, yeah, was at home. Um, the only thing like road related that I can really think of with European vacation is getting uh, stuck on the roundabout by Big oh, Ben. Right. Do you remember that? Look, kids, Big Ben, and then yep. you can't get over because you know they're all. <laughs> uh, native people of you know there that you know are kind of cutthroat driving and nobody wants to let them over and right so i think several hours of their their road trip in europe is but they've the, they've the same template and hit those same those same beats right. of just like resenting your parents and fighting a bunch and you know usually the parent kills us right and then the yeah. parent being like okay now i have to communicate on their level understand their wants and needs and whatever and then overcome something to yeah. be happy. <laughs> Maybe accept that it's not what they are originally planned. I mean, you know, the the ending of, of vacation where they, you know, get to their destination and it's closed and, you know, they're so pissed off that they, you know, yeah. that it's closed that, that, you know, they spent all this time driving and, you know, so they... That is something that a smartphone could, you know, ruin that plot right. twist stuff. Right. I, I can't... I can't really think of a lot of like, you know, road trip movies or at least good ones that, you know, are, are memorable, um, that are kind of in the, the age of GPS. And if they, if they are usually, 
you know, the the fun stuff starts happening w- with the failure of those type of devices. Right, I was going to say, like, turn or, you're, you know. you're out of range, like you can't get a signal, right? Yes. You yeah. just write that in, because I think they redid Vacation or something a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Yeah, yep. Can't say I watched it, but um, I, I they still make those movies, <laughs> but I think that's the idea, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're either going to, like, we're not going to bring these, or we're not going to use these, or... Yeah can't get a signal and then they can go back to the old tropes right they can go back to the 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 world of the unknown you know you don't necessarily know what's coming up you can plan for it but you know you don't know what is going to happen along the way whereas you know a gps road movie would be like we're gonna get there in exactly 22 hours and you know nothing's gonna happen oh road closure so i didn't uh you know go down the wrong path for wacky adventures it'd be a pretty boring movie i feel like Right, you'd have to creatively write around it somehow. Yes. They'll find a way to do whatever they can to do be lazy with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> well, it's now to maybe a good time to take a little break. Hi guys, I'm Dane. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew, it's uh, this is a this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny. Is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> and if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey. Okay, during the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the older ones, like uh, It Happened One Night, and Trevor brought up Sullivan's Travels. Sullivan's Travels is a, a, similar to It Happened One Night being a, an old comedy, but uh, Sullivan's Travels is a Preston Sturgis movie, follows a, a guy who wrote basically the Adam Sandler movies of the era. Uh, he's embarrassed by it. He writes all these really successful comedies, but he thinks the he's best a part of them. Also Shaq. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Uh, he's above it. He's like, I want to move beyond this. The studio says you can do whatever you want. And so he says what I want to do. I want to find the true America. I want to find the people. I want to tell their stories and do heavy drama. So he, he dresses as, as if he's homeless, mm-hmm. runs out of Hollywood and starts heading for Kansas, whatever. And uh, uh, he sees that studio heads are following him because they don't want to lose him or have him get in trouble. He runs away from them. And then all of a sudden he finds himself getting accused of a crime because mm. he's, you know, whatever, a homeless man in a town where he's not welcome. And they're sure. like, who's this stranger and whatever. So he ends up in prison uh, uh, or at least like in a chain gang type thing. And he 
then learns from these common people what they actually want and the seminal moment is when they actually do a screening in like the jail at night and it's one of his movies <laughs> and they just love it and he's like at that moment he's like this is it this is it the, the, this was my calling all along kind of thing sure. goes back home and he's happy and he just does what he does well so he's kind of changed from his original yeah but at, of, he's changed only mentally right, right <laughs> it's right. like yeah it's an interesting one uh because uh, it hits, hits a lot of those themes, but it's one where he doesn't change that much. It's just his perspective change of like, oh, I just had to talk to my fans, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It Happened One Night plays on a little bit of similar themes. That one is a great watch if you like romantic comedies because it is kind of like the template romantic mm. comedy and it is also a road movie. But um, Clark Gable is a reporter and the the female lead uh claudette colbert i think yeah she's like a a rich uh, you know um socialite yeah yeah socialite who's trying to escape her family and you know clark gable is this reporter he's like okay you know is following her and you know doesn't know if it's just to write a story or whatever and she doesn't know but it is all a lot of that let me show you like the real america you yep. know people in smaller communities and like living day to day and this other kind of thing so yeah like on the bus and and they kind of hate each other for a while then yep. they of course fall in love <laughs> yeah. yeah all Hilarity that kind of stuff ensues. yeah right yeah so i'm guessing that was kind of a template uh especially the the road part of it um to like the uh, the first act of when harry met sally you know, that's oh yeah, total, yeah. There you go. A road trip movie, Very. which is actually one of my favorite. You know, although it's not technically a road trip movie because it's you know essentially just kind of that first act. Yeah, yeah. it's one of my favorite uh, road trip movie sequences because there's just mm. a lot of dialogue and it's like a lot of oh yeah, two people rubbing each other the wrong way and you know you're watching and you're like, oh, they're never gonna get together because yeah. they are so different. It's and, a rare one too, I think, where uh, usually you're gonna identify with one of the people in some way yep. and you kind of hate them both yep, because yep. <laughs> they're both obnoxious for different reasons and sure. that's great yeah um and you're starting to see like you you know that they're gonna end up together by the end whatever but it's like oh yeah you're you're both kind of broken right. terrible people for different reasons yeah J- yeah you just don't see it yet mm-hmm. i'll i'll ride on this journey yeah <laughs> take me <laughs> yeah, there's a few movies that use uh, like a road sequence or like have an act that's like a road movie that, you know, then spins off from there. Like um, like Sideways, Carol, Inside Lewin Davis all have like a, a little mini road movie within them. as like a, a sequence of scenes. Or, uh, about Schmidt, I feel like it's like the yeah. second act or something yep. is a part of it. Yeah, there's quite a few that are like that that use that. Yeah, um, even even the very beginning of uh, Fear and Loathing is yep, a yep. road trip, you know. Yeah, um, and then the rest for sure. is mostly in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, the rest is mostly in Vegas. He does have kind of a great speech at one point about kind of finding the true America, feeling like he found it. Yes. And uh, it's it's one of those actually good ones of, of when they come to that conclusion. But it's not necessarily because of the road. It's just because of seeing the awfulness that is Las Vegas, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting one. And it's like through the eyes of this almost caricature that Harris right. Thompson created. So, um, well, I mentioned Badlands is one of my favorite movies. Um, what are some of your guys' other faves? You mentioned, I, uh, I would say Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is probably my favorite road movie. Um, 
I watch it at least a couple of times a year, usually around Thanksgiving, because that's when I the like movie. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My clients like me. I love I love that movie. There's so many um, quotable lines and and great scenes, um, and you know Steve Martin kind of being the the straight man, you know, to the mm-hmm. the annoying John Candy character, and. Uh, um, it's funny because I kind of, uh, I think most people you're kind of meant to identify with, uh, Steve Martin. I kind of identified with John Candy throughout the movie. Um, certainly after he's just making his life hell. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. After yeah. a while you're like, Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, and you can still identify with a character, but still be like, okay, I can see why this other person is so incredibly annoyed by them. You know, uh, but that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's what makes it funny, obviously. It's a yeah. character he's played so many times, the right. candy, yep. you know, of, yep. Uncle of, Buck and, right. Where it's yeah. like, you're obnoxious, but oh, look at that I heart of gold, him. that yeah. heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, that one, it still just tears my heart out though. Like it's, it's hard watch. It's like, if I'm in the right mood, uh, you said like Thanksgiving. It is like kind of a Thanksgiving yep. thing because isn't it end it? Yep. Thanksgiving. Yeah, there you go. And that's yep. and that's the destination. Spoiler. Right. There, he's trying to get home for Thanksgiving and you know meets up with this guy and it's it's kind of again one of those like you know uh, unwillingly paired together. Yep. You know two yep. opposites and, through circumstance. Yes, exactly. Hate each other then best friends. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good old John Hughes. Uh, I wrote down a few for favorites, uh, Wizard of Oz, Pee-wee, The Searchers, which we haven't really mentioned. Mm. Big part of that movie is kind of a weird road movie. It's another broken yeah. family one where it's literally the impetus of it is a, a daughter being kidnapped. And then, and he's got to, that's the one where he's got to go and, and find her. her right? Well, in because the end, yeah, that's, that's the big, I that's mean, a big turn of yeah. Yeah. it's John Wayne is like the uncle and there's some weird stuff going on, but he, the uncle was basically hoping to hook up with the mom and it didn't work out. So he is taking his uh, nephew out to find. And I think a few other family members, but for the most of it, it's just those two. And they're, it's a broken family thing where they're ripping on each other. They hate each other. And then, yeah, when they actually find her against all odds, he wants to kill her because yeah. now she has become what he hates. Right. Because he's racist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's uh it's she's a, been tainted. Because yeah. She's been with the, the, the natives. Right. Yeah. It, that's an interesting one. Uh, um, that's another rough one though, too. Um, Stand by me is up there for me. And uh, the wages of fear is oh, I don't a, know that one. It's a French one, hmm. which is a uh, great concept. But it's kind of like the beginning of Casablanca where there's this small town where there's a lot of people that are destitute um, that would otherwise be successful, but they feel kind of trapped there. So um, they just want to get out, but they can never earn enough money. All of a sudden, you know, a big company comes along and goes, hey, we've got a deal for you. It is highly dangerous, but also highly lucrative. And they're like, "Okay." So what they have to do is transport a huge uh load of nitroglycerin tanks in the back of a truck across like mountain land. It's like Fitzcarraldo kind of mountainous terrain. What year is this? Uh, 53-ish, something like that. Um, It was remade by William Friedkin. Uh, uh, Roy Scheider, I think, was the lead for it. Uh, It's called Sorcerer. Not quite as good, but still the concept is awesome. And so it's a lot of... um, 
just dangerous travel and this group of people that are together uh, in circumstances and you learn a lot the they as characters kind of unfold sure so that's a weird one that kind of defies genre a bit but the majority of the movie is travel right yeah it's right. an interesting one i want i want to go back to a, a couple that you mentioned because yeah. we we're also talking about um you know the the rules of road trip movies and you know uh, i think a lot of people when they think road trip movie they think car travel right you know and two of them that you mentioned uh, uh wizard of oz and stand by me mm -hmm. you know include no car travel there's it's all walking yeah and well help by the tornado <laughs> yeah and tornado travel yeah that's tornado true tornado travel and then but <laughs> and hot I mean, air balloon wasn't it yes and then and then they get there and they're literally you know walking on the yellow brick road so therefore you know it is a it's a, a yellow road, brick road movie <laughs> road, yes exactly uh and the same with stand by me you know walking yep. films and but they fit you know uh, it's a journey and it's not uh necessarily in the end about the the destination but right. the journey you know and how they've changed yeah uh, uh once they get to the end of the journey yeah it's yeah those are both really good examples that kind of uh defy a lot of a lot of the tropes but still have all the themes right yep, they fit in yeah characters who don't yeah don't fit in with the the yep the society around them and they're isolated or or you know misfits in some way yeah yep. it's another one too it's certainly with wizard of oz where where kind of like sullivan's travels where she you know she sings somewhere over the rainbow she wants anywhere but kansas i want to get the heck out of here she gets yep. there and yep. she, the whole journey is her she wants to get back home. getting back home yep. and how important family is and friends yep. um and she so meets a, some friends along the way oh, exactly that were there all along because when she you know exactly. wakes up at the end they were they were there all along and and then she has a, a new appreciation for what she wanted to get away from exactly yeah it's a, it's another good one well, some of my faves, aside for Badlands, um, Nebraska, I really like a lot. The mm -hmm. uh, It's an Alexander Payne, correct? I think so. Yep. And He's had a ton of them that we've mentioned. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even because you're talking sideways. About Schmidt. Part of it. About Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nebraska's is probably his most true, like, yeah. road, yeah. road, road trip, movie. For sure. Yeah. Which, uh, it's Bruce Dern and... Help me out. Bill Hader? No, no, no. 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 It's, uh, no I can't no, remember Bill who Hader. his son Arnett. is. Will Arnett. Will, yes. yeah. I was. There's two Arnetts, and I always get them confused. Will is Job from Arrested Development. I didn't think that was him, but maybe it's the other Arnett. It's the one that doesn't voice Lego Batman. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not the, Will. The it's the other Arnett. sketch one. Blank Arnett. That's, that's who it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, maybe one of the most, like, perfect... Um, portraits of Midwesterniness that I've ever seen. It's yes, like... almost too realistic. <laughs> the movie makes me uncomfortable in many ways because yeah. I, see... I think it's meant to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> mission accomplished. But and I love the movie. But there are some times where it's like I, I know these people. These people are in my family. Yeah. And <laughs> how do these people know the people that are in my family? Because, you know, it's like the perfect, you know, and then you almost come to this realization that like there, there's other people that have family as messed up as I do and like their <laughs> attitudes and their views and, and stuff. And so that, that kind of becomes a big realization with that film. It's a, it's yet another broken family one too, yes, where right. they have to, 
Yeah. Wasn't it a lottery ticket thing? He won, he he, get, or he, he thought he won some sort of gets like publisher's a, clearing uh, house. Yeah, or like a, ma- a thing in the mail that's like, you won a million dollar sweepstakes. Um, that's a scam, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And come, like, pick up your money, and it's, you know, across several states in Nebraska. And. He could have mailed it in, but he's like, I'm not going to trust the U.S. Postal Service with a million dollars. And so, of course, it, it forces his son to, you know, the, the, the older father, you know, who's uh, played by Bruce Stern, you know, so obsessed with going to get this money or whatever. And so his son ultimately is like forced to, to take him there because he won't quit. And he's just like walking down the road and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And the real the real story is kind of there relationship or yeah. lack thereof at the beginning and well yeah and he's like this super midwestern dad and then he's like doesn't tell his sons his other son is played by bob odenkirk um, oh yeah that's right and it's like yeah his sons barely know anything about him he's like you know isn't much of a talker and through the road trip he's sort of forced to learn more about his father's life and his past and stuff like that so sure a true challenge i think to write about kind of midwestern characters who don't often like say what they're thinking or feeling or, or don't like, talk a lot i feel like the straight story had some of that oh, too yeah, yeah. didn't straight didn't love that but it's it's, it's it's the most straightforward david lynch that's for sure oh yeah. that's true yep uh as it gets uh but that one's very midwestern very mm-hmm. understated elderly lead yeah yeah i think supposedly based on a true story yes. yeah i think it yep. is yeah yep it but is uh, where he rode like his lawnmower or whatever yep, to go yeah, to go like see a, his brother Yep, yeah. like a riding I, lawnmower I, I, tractor thing across Iowa. Yes, yeah, I forget how many miles, but it's a. I mean, it took him a few weeks to travel there, and um, yeah, I, I I I always forget that that's a David Lynch movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, because it's a <laughs> Disney David Lynch movie, which is yeah. a weird yeah. concept to fit your head around. Yeah, um, we were when preparing for this. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking about w- what director would you like to see make uh, a road trip movie or whatever. And yeah. you know, David Lynch came to mind, and then you know, I was reminded again that he straight directed story. a straight story. Lost yeah. Highway has a little bit. Yeah, not it. That that's very Twin Peaksy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. I don't know if you can make that fit into any genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, it's got some travel in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was just another, uh, you know, another story that's, uh, about the, the, the journey. That was one of them that I kind of re looked at. I had seen it years ago. Uh, I think when it first came out, I probably read it. Which one? Straight Story? Straight Story. Okay. Uh, and I mean, this was in the years before I even really knew who David Lynch was. I hadn't yeah. seen Blue Velvet or any of his other like films at that point. And it was one that I kind of revisited after seeing those other David Lynch films and twin peaks yeah and, you know it still kind of blows my mind yeah that, you know it's like no dreams i wonder if he right. i wonder if he did it as an exercise just to see if he could do a straightforward studio movie yeah i don't know i mean because he people, never did any others not really no like um the only other one that's even close is elephant man which is still pretty strange, oh that's true yeah but that is a more traditional narrative yeah yeah, yeah. um and that was that was that one of his first ones an early one. Yeah, it was like 83, ones. so that's pretty early. It's like his second yeah. or third. Future. Yeah, because the race ride was like 77-ish. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty early. And that one got a ton of acclaim, a lot of awards and stuff. So mm-hmm. Produced by Mel Brooks. Fun fact. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and his a, name is not on it. 
Yeah, kind of like the Fly. He was the production company that was made he the really? Fly. Oh yeah, and but that's he purposely awesome. didn't have his name anywhere near it because he didn't think that people would take I don't it know. serious. There are parts that are pretty Over hilarious in the that fro- movie. The Fly. <laughs> the Fly. Yeah, there's some pretty hilarious stuff in there. I mean, it's got Glo- Goldblum. Come on, <laughs> guys, just comedy gold. A, f- a few that a uh, few that we haven't mentioned that are decent ones too. Uh, La Strada, the uh, mm. which literally means the road. Um, good uh, uh, Fellini. That's another like kind of gypsy one, and another kind of unlikely couple uh, one that's pretty good. Hits a lot of those tropes. My own private Idaho. Have you guys seen that? The Gus uh, Van Zandt one. Been a long time, but I have yes. seen it. Yeah, it's like the road movie by way of art experimental. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. It's interesting. But it's one, it's a broken family one. Another right, one where right. I think River Phoenix is like trying to rekindle his relationship with his dad. That's like the destination. His mom. Mom, okay. And Keanu Reeves is running away. He's like from a wealthy family, I think, and he's, that he's running away from. There you go. From. Yeah. So in that one, we have both of the, the subgenres of somebody running towards something and somebody <laughs> yeah. running away from something. But yep. they're making the same journey. That's interesting. And I think there's some romance there too. I think uh, elements uh, there, so it's a little. It happened one night. Yeah. E. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I would agree with that, and not full. I mean, it's it's. I'd say a little more ambiguous because they're both. Yeah. 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 You know, um, uh, into prostitution, correct? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that right. That's right. That's right. It's kind of. I think how they're paying their way across mm-hmm. the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, it comes becomes a little more uh, on the side of of romantic than buddy film. I think it's it's kind of yeah. a weird feeling to it. Cause I it mean, does it's stay fairly ambiguous, but it's like I mean, it's got parts of like Shakespeare in there. Oh, they yeah, just throw like, tons of stuff in that movie. Yeah, it's, it's really a f- I I enjoy it. It's weird but enjoyable. Um. You guys brought it. Was it I, one of you guys brought up? I thought Logan, which I had totally forgotten about. It's yeah, like, that's pretty much absolutely. That's oh, a yeah, road movie. 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 Yeah, it takes a while to kick in, but it's mostly road movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, by I'm sure, making that journey. Yeah, yeah taking. Yeah, it's essentially got to get her, you know, into a safer place for mutants and trying to get professor x out of there and they're and on the- wolverine and x-23 hate each other yep. <laughs> yep and it's got the episodic you know meeting the families and you know yep yeah it's it's um yeah it fits into that category of you know the the once again the people they meet along the way yeah you know, yeah is, is uh and and the how they that, yeah, don't want to meet them or shouldn't right. want to meet them right and it's got some Fury Roadishness about it too, of like uh, you know the hero kind of uh, not being reluctant so heroic yeah. <laughs> a little right. bit reluctant. reluctant, and then actually helping others get to where they need to be, and then you know walking off, <laughs> walking off into the sunset, yeah, if you will, yeah, very westerny, yes, both of them, yes, that could I think that could fall into that category, yeah. as well, yeah, the modern western. There's a there is a fun western too that I wrote down that I don't know if you guys have seen. Um, uh, it's a Sam Peckinpah "Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia." It's kind of a road movie. It is so weird. <laughs> Another War Notes. He's the lead. He's a piano player. Yeah. War Notes is in a lot of good. Yeah, movies. he's the piano. Pl- he's a piano player at a dive bar in Mexico or something. But the um, um, the plot is the the like beginning. It ends with this big boss saying, "Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia," because this guy I think. 
was violent with his daughter or something like that. Bring me the head of Alfredo de Garcia. And this piano player at this dive bar hears word of this and knows where this guy is. Uh, and not just that, but that he hears that he's already been killed. So all he has to do is travel, cut the head off of this body and collect a ton of money. Um, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's the movie has hits. It's combines all road movie things, tropes. There's, he's a romance that breaks up almost instantly, like <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff to the point that he actually befriends the head of Alfredo by oh, the wow. end of the movie. He's Sounds got it and he's been with it forever and he talks to it. <laughs> oh okay. It's amazing. <laughs> like It's really weird and great. Um, that's another kind of genre-defying one, but Western. I'll have to, I'll have to put that one. It's on like a mid '70s. It's weird. One. I'm into weird movies. Yeah. So that's if. Heck yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, that, that's kind of along the lines of one of my questions that I emailed you guys. Or what are some uh, road movies that people uh, out there in podcast land may not know of, but you think they should? Okay. Well, I've got one because I I suggested this one to you years ago. Um, and it's when we talked about female-led road trip movies and how there wasn't a lot of them. Uh, there was a film called Boys on the Side. Mm, with, Drew Barrymore, uh, right? Yeah, Drew yeah. Barrymore, Whoopi Goldberg, and... Mary Louise uh, Parker. Mar yeah, Mary Louise Parker. And, uh, um, and again, it's the kind of the mismatched... You know, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is like a rock singer that's uh, not really making it in New York right now, but she's got a gig or, or something that she has to get to in, I think, like L.A. and puts an ad out in the paper to, like, share a ride with somebody and uh, ends up meeting uh, Mary Louise Parker, who, as Whoopi Goldberg puts it in the movie, the, the whitest woman in America. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, along the way, they pick up Drew Barrymore like the because the she's the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably really? yeah, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, they pick up Drew Barrymore, and you know, so like most of the movie is a road trip movie, and then you know, uh, certain things happen. You find certain things out about you know some of the characters, um, and then the last you know act of the movie is is more in one place because they never quite reach their the destination oh, okay. they were originally going for um is this like a befriend they befriended each other kind it's of a movie friend um whoopi goldberg's uh character is also gay and okay. um uh mary louise parker is a little more uh conservative or right. you know i don't know if she really talks about religion or you know that type of thing but um, there's kind of this, uh, you know, budding relationship between the two of them, you know, even though uh, the the knowledge is there that, that, you know, she's never going to, you know, Whoopi is never going to get Mary Louise Parker because, she, you know, she's not gay and kind of that, like, struggle of, you know, falling for somebody that, you know, can't love you back the way right. that you want them to. Um, but then kind of, you know... Uh, um, loving you back in a different sort of way and and you know uh again it starts with the relationship of two very opposite people but because they're stuck in a car together you know become yep. uh, really close and so yep. that's definitely one that i recommend uh that was 90s i think yep so, yep um, 95. I had a 95. I had a couple. Uh, Scarecrow is from 73, and it's uh, Pacino no, and and uh, um, Gene Hackman. And it's very simple. 
they're in California and they decide we want to start a business, but we're not going to start it in California. Too expensive, whatever. We're going to go, you know, true America, whatever. I think they, they're planning on Pittsburgh or something. Um, and so they just try to travel, hitchhike across country um, to get there. And they start kind of as friends, then hate each other and then become friends again. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just two powerhouse actors, uh, very minimal, low budget thing, and just they carry it and they're really good. Um, Vagabond is a French one from, a, from Agnes Varda. The female led, another female led one. Okay. But that one's mostly about a, um, she's like homeless by choice. Sure. Where she's like, she's fled her previous life, didn't like it, I think she was in like, I don't know if it was advertising, but something, right? Where she felt like a sellout, I'm gonna live off the earth. And uh, it starts with, you see the lead of the movie, dead. And so now we're gonna show you how that happened. Um, Interesting. It's very Sunset Boulevard beginning, yep. Uh, So that one's interesting, super depressing, obviously. And uh, one real wacky one I would have thrown out is Sherman's March. If you've seen that documentary. I have not seen that one. Oh, wow. It's a pretty famously train wreck one from the 80s where it's like a I think it's like almost like a grad school project this guy wants to do a documentary about uh, Sherman's march through the south like in the Civil War but meanwhile his life is falling apart and his life is bleeding into this documentary and it is unbelievable. But what he's doing is he's going to these different stops. Is trying this an to, actual documentary? Yes, okay. it's not fake. It's oh. an actual documentary. And him going on this Sherman's March route, and while his life is falling apart, it's it's really kind of funny to watch. Sure. Obviously horrifying for this guy. But you're like, wow, we're watching a movie fall apart at the seams. Sure. And so the shift really focuses that or uh, shifts the focus really shifts from to him yeah yeah and then his destination by the end is hilariously i think by like the second actor he's something he says "Ooh, i just found out that the final thing in sherman's march this final location burt reynolds is going to be there in a few days i'm going to talk to him and see if he has advice for me or something it's incredible yeah it's ludicrous uh definitely because it's so bananas, definitely worth seeing once, and most people haven't heard of it. It's a weird one. <laughs> cool. Um, what are some of mine? Well, American Honey uh, mm. is a recent one, a post-GPS road movie. It's a uh, Andrea Arnold. Um, what's your other one? Uh, Fish Tank? What's the- I don't remember that. Oh, I think there was a movie called Fish Tank, yeah. Um, but Honey has Shia, La- Shia LaBeouf, isn't it? Yep. He's in there? Shia LaBeouf. Uh, a fish tank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A, a other, more f- other film. Yeah, it's really strange. It's really episodic. It's sh- uh, shot like 4-3. It's three hours long. Whoa. And, yeah, stars Sasha Lane and Shia LaBeouf. Sasha Lane, I think, was in the recent Hellboy. Uh, oh, the new one? Okay. That's... Supposedly not great, yeah. but yeah, it's, um, she basically, yeah, leaves her life, gets in a van with a bunch of, um, kids that are on the road, like selling magazine subscriptions, which I guess maybe still happens or still happens. <laughs> like, I, like it's based on an article or something that Andrea Arnold read about like 
magazine kids or mag kids or something. I forget what they were called, but, and she just gets swept into this and they just like, there's this, um, lady that, uh, leads their group and is like bossing them around is like, go sell me magazines. And, um, they listen to music and it's just like this strange odyssey. Wow. Um, and uh, Shia I've, I've, sports uh, quite the the rat tail ponytail. <laughs> so is it set in like the nineties? I think it's. Well, set I guess that I guess the nineties are back, so the rat tail shouldn't really. <laughs> if he, did he have Jenkos? <laughs> no, I think it's supposed to be contemporary because she. A lot of yeah, the other okay. performers in it are non actors that Andrea Arnold supposedly found in like Walmart parking lots and stuff, and just like okay. put them all together. And I actually know a couple of the guys who did the lighting for the film. And they they basically had to like set aside their whole grip truck and just find like practical lights to augment scenes because it was so free form and so you know wandering and in, into you know the 360 camera just like following this action a lot of improv sure and just like a lot of I know it's always interesting when you have non actors and professional actors kind of thrown together so I'm I'm intrigued I'm always intimidated by that that running time. I've come close to watching it and then going, ooh, uh, a freeform, crazy movie that's episodic, but also it's three hours. You didn't pare it down for me a little bit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I've, I've heard good things. I have. Uh, I'll lend it to you. Yeah, I've heard really good things from that. Uh, uh, it sounds it sounds very Shia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that running time, it, it reminds me of a, another one that we briefly touched on. Uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is like that movie is three hours. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Which is like kind is of long. kind of weird for a, a comedy. Especially for uh, that era. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And that era. And then, uh, of course, the, the pseudo remake Rat Race, which was much shorter and and smash much, mouth. much <laughs> yes it does end with smash mouth, smash mouth. Oh, i forgot about that yeah well now you <laughs> so hold on spoiler alert yeah, uh, smash, mouth. yeah. smash mouth we just we haven't it. seen rat race uh, although we did criticize uh the idea of a, a straight pride so i gotta give i can't believe i'm saying this and it's being recorded but i have to give smash mouth some props about tweeting about the ridiculousness of straight pride i never would have expected him to take our side on that but totally unrelated note but he's still, still smash mouth and still smashing yeah still yeah. still smashing after all these years <laughs> but yeah it's a mad 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 world yes it's got five like, mads it's four. got eight eight four eight billion comedic actors and yeah, stand-ups like, and stuff of the time that show up yep I mean, the the classic joke that's pretty early on is literally a character dies uh, and he, and and he kicks, kicks the, bucket. the bucket. That's oh, the kind yeah, of thing you're in for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Spencer Tracy, Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, Buddy Hackett, Ethel Merman, Mickey Rooney, Dick Sean, um, Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. And then there's yep. like cameos. And then the cameos from... Those are like the... Yeah. Leads. I mean, from... Peter Falk. Yep. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Keaton. Brief cameo. Um, Don Nuts. The Three Stooges are the, I think, the firemen that oh my God. Yeah. show up at one point. Literally just for one shot, but it's still, uh, I, I would say, the most, uh, uh, the most like comedy legends all kind of thrown in one film. Mm -hmm. And so then the loose remake replaces that with, you know, John Lovitz. 
Yeah. <laughs> John Cleese is in it at John least. Cleese. That's good. Yep. He, and Brecken Meyer. Yeah, Brecken Meyer. Can't forget Brecken. Yep. And that one dude that was Whoopi's in there, John yeah. Lovitz. Seth yeah. Green. Seth Green, yes. Yep. He's oh. one of the groups. Yep. Oh yeah. And Smash Mouth. Cuba Gooding Jr. is yep. in that. Oh yeah, Cuba's in there. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, but kind of that same that same storyline basically. Although in that one, it's more of the formal like you guys are doing a race, and the other one was like, oh, we just witnessed this man die, but he told us about his fortune, and so we need to be the first to get to his. Yeah, that's a man, 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 man world. Is they learn of a fortune. Yep. Rat race. Right before he literally kicks the bucket. Setting mm-hmm. up a more structured race to, like a lockbox. It's like a lockbox or something. Or mm-hmm. yep, the uh, first one to get there wins. Yes, yes, yep. yep. You know, one that I have on my list, and I don't know that we mentioned it. Is another good one is uh, Lost in America. Another yeah, the Albert Brooks. I love Albert Brooks so much, and all of his stuff ends up being like after it gets so much richer when you like think about it a little bit mm-hmm. but that that one was literally kind of he was going for the antithesis of of easy rider yes him and his wife or yuppies whatever and they're gonna go and find true america again in their rv and every possible thing breaks mm-hmm. except their relationship yeah they stay together they fight a lot but then they have to return back like suck it up and go right back to their lives yeah which uh so it's they went through almost no change <laughs> yeah. uh so it's, it's directed by albert brooks yeah 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 that's that's one uh not one of his first but it's pretty early yeah. um yeah he's done a lot of good he ones was like the hottest actor at one point in time like, for a very brief period yeah yeah yeah, I mean, Woody Woody Allen was in that same era uh, a hot yeah, a hot commodity, so that doesn't say much about the era. But Albert Brooks's stuff is great, um, and that one's a pretty pretty funny one. Yeah, and that one also got a sort of recent Criterion release. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Did we talk about um, Thelma and Louise? No, one, there's a good woman loved one. Yeah, led directed ones. by Ridley Scott. Yep. Yes, who? Yep. <laughs> Whose interviews are hilarious now because he's like, I'm just good at making movies and I just do them and they're coming on budget and it's easy. <laughs> wow. A anyway. lot of insight from. <laughs> and great, anyway. great humility. He's really good at humility. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly. They're pretty funny. Um, but yeah, Thumb and Louise is a great one. Uh, That's a sure different that, one too, yeah. Yeah, it's like a lot of them, yeah, just encountering like, yeah bad men along the way right yeah Yeah, they're kind of battling against masculinity the entire time totally yeah definitely a a feminist movie for Um, sure uh but it's almost like they get their comeuppance for for you know their feminine ways at the end of it like you know because it's not a it's not a spoiler alert it's not a happy (laughs) if you haven't had yeah if you haven't gotten a chance to episode of the simpsons (laughs) um yeah, they're kind of they're kind of punished for their well, and punished for killing someone, I suppose. But yeah, it um, is. It's kind of also a caper, like the, we were talking about yeah, before chase. the yep. the chase one. Yeah. Yep, and I, you know, I I remember seeing it for the first time and being kind of like pissed off with the ending, you know, because I I wasn't 
expected. And now, like, people who even haven't seen the movie, like, know the ending of the movie because it's such a famous, yeah. you know. But the first time that I saw it, I was expecting this, you know, big getaway and it's building this, you know, and they're yeah. going to, like, drive off into the sunset. And, I mean, they do. Just, <laughs> they do, yeah. They don't have any road underneath them. Right. And they drive off into the right. sunset. It is a weird one, too, because I feel like. Susan Sarandon knows from the beginning that the journey is the destination. They're not really, I don't remember them saying they were going to go anywhere, just anywhere but here yeah, kind yeah. of thing. It's very yeah. Dorothy, I mean, Kansas. That's even the last, that, the last line, let's just keep going. Yeah, let's right. Let's just keep going. That, well, they're looking for where they belong and where they're going to be free, and it turns out that's nowhere. Right. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you ever see the original like the the original shot ending to yeah. to that mm-hmm. movie? Um, and the only difference is spoiler that alert. The, spoiler alert. Uh, cover the, your ears. So the, you... the theatrical ending is yeah they drive off uh, into the, it's the Grand Canyon right? Yep. Yeah, they're and they're holding the hands. Canyon, holding yep. hands. They yep. punch the gas, and it does a classic like eighties freeze frame. Freeze. Yeah. Suspended in air. Yep. Cue music. Goes to, goes to white. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and uh, the original thing that they shot was you know you see. It's just a few seconds longer, but you see the car, like you know, and I think part of the reason why there was, they were very obviously dummies when they when they started oh. like rolling down the down the uh, Grand Canyon um, oh. sides and stuff. But it showed that full, you know, and they they changed it because they wanted it to be um, slightly more uplifting i guess well, at least thematically the, that, right know, yeah they're yeah, it's like and they, the fade to white like you said right yeah, yeah. So there you go and uh it, yeah it makes makes it a little less realistic i think just the you know like oh what what happened maybe maybe something came and saved them at the very end like we can hope you know oh. but <laughs> that's they made a good good uh decision theatrically yes, <laughs> yes i definitely agree. turns out turns out um, Blues Brothers is another one. Oh yeah, I had that on my list. Yeah, car stuff and and I I was trying to figure that out. I feel like it's a broken family one. Getting the yeah. band back together, yeah, right? It like, kind of is, yeah. and they're I mean they're literally brothers as well, and one's been yep. in prison for a while, and um, they yeah, got to go get everybody kind of back together, mending stuff. They do have a destination or goal that they're going yeah, towards, and, right? Um, and there's chase. Yes, a lot of chasing chase. too. Lots, lots of chases and Probably car the, crashes uh, and a few. That's like a musical. Yeah, yeah. Muppet movie is a great one. Oh sure. yeah, yep. Musical, a, oh, clearly a road yeah, movie. First road, yeah, Muppet movie. Clearly yeah. road movie. Yeah. Which is yeah hilarious seeing them like having to puppeteer these Muppets behind a, in a car. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? What were we talking about before the Muppet movie? Uh, Bruce Brothers musical ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Almost Famous is almost kind of a road movie. Yeah, a little bit in some ways. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, by far my favorite Cameron Crowe movie. Yeah, that 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 definitely has some tropes, right? They 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 break up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the lead doesn't know kind of the father, right? The the lead kind of famous guy doesn't know what's important and yeah. has to come to terms with that. There's a broken relationship well, I think too. He even says when he like the the lead guitarist, you know, wanders off away from the band when they're in like you know bad place. They they wander to like some college party, and he's like, oh yeah, I just want to experience the real America. Yeah. And he gets on the roof and on drugs. Yep. yep. And he's like, I'm a golden God. Yep. Um, Yeah. No, that is, that is definitely a good one 
for that. Also three hours long. Yeah, it's a longer one. That's for sure. But yeah. And musical sorta. <laughs> yep. That's just what made me think. Of yeah, the there's Blues a Brothers. yeah, there's a few. Uh, but that one's based on, I guess, some of Cameron Crowe's real experience. Yeah, the Allman a, Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Following the okay. Allman Brothers as on a the tour. Rock music journals. Have you you've seen that one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but yeah. Um, Jason yeah, Lee's is... best performance, probably. <laughs> <laughs> as the lead singer, yeah. Yeah. And um, Billy Crudup's the Billy Crudup. Lead. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, after that movie, Billy Crudup decided that he would always do his line readings the opposite of how they he people thought they should or something. And I don't know. He had this weird philosophy. Uh, is that why I'm seeing him starring in everything nowadays? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's making a comeback. He's That's good in Jackie. Yeah. Weird. Um, Not quite. So just take what the director tells me but do it the opposite? That yeah. Kind of? so some people theorize that's why his career like kind of yeah didn't keep you're not climbing at that moment i'm not shocked apparently he said that in some interview but did you have anything in mind for it what you would want to see or who you'd want to see handle a road movie Ooh, yeah yeah that's so you brought that question up that's That's a great question you guys well i mean i kind of would want to see david lynch do a road movie again we brought him up you brought up peewee and I know Tim Burton wouldn't do it because he's like so, um, you know. Just, you can't have it. enough CGI. Yeah, he's like <laughs> CGI uh, crazy these days. But like, yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is an awesome road movie. Oh, it's and awesome! Like, like I miss the um, just the sort of like pure kitsch fascination of some of Tim Burton's movies, yeah. and like I like kind of kitschy, tourist trappy, like weird, goofy. So you would you would want like '90s Tim Burton to do another? I mean, I think, <laughs> road trip I think like a lot of people, I'd just love to see Tim Burton succeed again. <laughs> I feel like uh, Sam Raimi could pull that off too. Ooh, mm-hmm. if again, if he yeah. did retro Raimi, I mean, he did with uh, "Drag Me Back to Hell" or uh, mm-hmm. "Drag Me to Hell," whatever. Uh, yeah. He had a little retro thing there. I could see him doing a horror road movie or something. Yeah, maybe Evil Dead 4 will be a, <laughs> a road trip movie. Evil mm-hmm. Dead 4, Joyride 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who are... Well, there's um, not that many horror road movies. There's a few. few yeah. Hitchhiker-y Hitchhiker. ones. And yeah, like, like you just Jeepers said. Jeepers Creepers, Joyride. Creepers would be yeah. a... Oh, yeah, Jeepers order. Creepers. Oh. Okay, so there's not good examples, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think 28 Days Later is maybe my favorite road horror. Yeah, there's a good part of that's road. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's come true. back to me on what I want to see in a road movie. You had a couple ideas. Oh, well, so it's funny because what you basically just said, it, it, it's exactly where I went, uh, wanting to see the quirky, right? John Waters is who I want to see do one. But I want him to do a movie where they find the true America, and it's just like you know, standard thing of a protagonist that's, say, going to do a story on... I'm going to find the most American town in the U S for whatever magazine, who, who cares? Mention this is a they PG go, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. No, no. They, they find it in a small town, Kansas, Nebraska, whatever. Um, and it's just tons of weirdos, you know, 
John Waters. Uh, tons of different weirdos that represent the best and worst of the U.S. And the funny, I think the funny thing would be a big reveal where all of them were drawn there a la Close Encounters to worship a giant pile of crap. Something very John Watersy, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. The, and the, then they the go. Ball of twine yeah, 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 yeah. Then they go back to their reporters and say, I don't know, Baltimore or Los Angeles, eh, something like that. <laughs> you know, and then it just ends. But I just the quirkiness of just, yeah, just a joyful comedy, kind of a ridiculous one. Uh, John Waters feels like he'd do a good job. I agree. Lynch would be equally quirky and great. Yeah, he he like I'd love to see him. Yeah, uh, explore some of that like kitschy, oddball, you know, small town kind of stuff that he, yeah he likes. Aside from some of the surreal stuff and dreamy stuff he does. Yeah. Um, I would love to see um, P.T. Anderson take on a road movie just because like. A, his films are so beautiful. Oh, they'd be gorgeous, always. yeah. Like, it would, at worst, you know, be, like, just incredibly beautiful to look at. Sure. So just if he keeps on and I was thinking the, the Coen, millimeter. I was uh, thinking Coen Brothers, too, for that, right? Like, either way, they're going to go with Roger Deakins or something for these incredible photography. Yeah. And they've had elements, right, uh, yeah, in their stuff. Arizona. Yeah, and... Yeah, um, even Fargo. Had yeah, road there's road movie and stuff, but because it's all that landscape. And Terrence Malick, there's a lot of these yeah. people that do that really good stuff i feel like if pt did it it'd be so minimal it'd yes. be very 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 bad lansy probably yeah if he did one that would He'll be good get, to watch uh, daniel day lewis out of retirement again but he <laughs> says you won't have to act you can just yeah. be yourself just in drive. this one just, <laughs> just drive, drive. <laughs> <laughs> no acting just drive <laughs> i feel like daniel day lewis probably has never driven a car that's, I'm gonna go on a limb and say he's never driven a <laughs> only, car. Only with his left foot. Nice, nice. Only with his left foot. I don't know who besides, like I said, uh, David Lynch and and his making one already. Uh, Scorsese, did he ever do? He had Mean Streets, but it wasn't really a road movie yeah. at all. Yeah, that's I, the closest. It would have to thing. have a lot of characters because everybody's pretty much dead at the end of his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah you got to kill so, some just a lot of like driving out to the desert and back in casino <laughs> yeah right right um, yeah that his, could be his, interesting his movies are so focused in cities it would be interesting to you know like you know yeah i was gonna say and streets and taxi drivers vary in tune with the road right but it's yeah. like it's no destination right yeah it's all inner city yeah it's like oh this city's filled with muck yeah whatever right all that uh narration but if he did one that was more expansive, it'd be mm -hmm. interesting to see. Because you're right, it's all kind of enclosed, all of his movies, in one kind mm. of city or... Yeah, they don't really go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hell or High Water is kind of a recent road movie. Yeah, a little bit. A it's a chase one, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to think of a few recent ones. But anyway, The Guilt Trip... With Barbara Streisand. Oh yeah, and Rogan. You know, yeah. Funny, oh, yeah. funny thing. <laughs> funny thing about that. You did not miss much. But uh, the the funny thing about that is. That's uh, Rogan and Barbara Streisand. Well, Finally, Bar Barbara Streisand is, was such a diva, and even though she signed up for it and knew it was a road trip movie, she demanded that it that it all be shot in L.A. close to her home because she didn't want to stay <laughs> in hotels. So they had really? to work around 
depicting this like cross country road trip movie, but only shoot in LA. There might have been a few like exterior shots somewhere that they like flew her in for, I think. Wow. She just wanted to always stay at her own house after filming. Did they? I wonder if they went to like Nevada because there's a lot of ones you can tell, like Pee Wee. They didn't go that far. Right. But once you get to the desert, like, you can do some stuff. Yeah, for sure. So many road movies end up in the desert too. Yeah. Well, I mean the the I mean it, it's very picturesque at least, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got that going for you. I feel like that is part of it too, though. It is kind of the the road movie is kind of in tune with the western too. It's that same yeah. mythos of America, yeah. where it's like, well, we're going to drive west, of course. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're starting from L.A., then they go, well, we got to go east. <laughs> like, well, yeah. We got to go to New York go or something. It's a very short road movie. <laughs> right. It would be the guilt trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the tough thing about making a road movie is that you're moving a, a film crew, you know, from place to place to place. And, like, so much today is about, like, chasing tax incentives oh, yeah. in certain mm-hmm. states. So I don't know, like, the Make it accounting cheap. or, like, political things that happen there if you end up in three or four states. Yeah. Well, yeah, unless you get a Logan, right? Unless you make mm-hmm. a road movie superhero thing or something. Right. That's what you got to do is kind of find a... Uh, something that's a proven success that has a big budget and can work it into a road movie somehow. Yeah. Apparently Badlands, the it took like five months of filming to do and the original crew quit and the replacement crew quit. So it was like a third crew by the end of Whoa. the movie. And oh, there's wow. three cinematographers credited as director of photography and Terrence Malick like, shot a bunch of it. And like apparently that was yeah just rough uh, <laughs> moving people around. I wonder how they felt about the destination. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Anyway, well, I appreciate you guys being here. I don't know if you got oh, any other for things me. you want to call out. Feels like we're winding down a little bit. Any other? Yeah, we've um, name dropped a lot. You two kind of yeah, had to have yeah. a little road trip to just to get here. So yeah, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> Nice four hours in the car to uh, prepare for this road trip. Yeah, podcast. become yeah introspective. And, and what did you find the true America? What, <laughs> did you find yourself? I found a lot of um, construction and <laughs> traffic. So I okay. guess I guess that's probably the the true America that I didn't know true that Minnesota I needed anyway. to find. <laughs> did you learn more about yourself and your anger? <laughs> I, I I learned that my anger can sometimes get out of control, and I learned that I can hold my pee for a really long time. Oh, good. <laughs> Two things that I come out with. and uh, So you're better on the other side now. Yes, yeah, exactly. Good. I've good. learned something. Um, it was kind of a, a wasn't your traditional road trip because I was by myself, which that's, Ooh, that's yeah. kind of something that we've never really necessarily seen much in a, Not in a, ton. a road trip. Although a lot of like road trip movies end up with the character maybe ending up by themselves, yeah, so yeah. driving yeah. off like Badlands or yeah, uh, two lane black. Well, like I said, they did that. That bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. They even they made the head a character basically, so he wasn't alone. Sure, yeah, sure. they don't do that very often where it's just one person. Yeah, I wonder if there was any not to go off topic, but I wonder um, because when you were talking about that and him making friends literally with the the head <laughs> yeah. person. Um, I wonder if there was any influence when they made uh, Castaway of Oh of sure Wilson, Wilson yeah and and talking so that he had a companion to yeah. to talk through that's I had no, I hadn't connected that but that makes total sense yeah it's interesting I wish <laughs> I kind of wish that I would have had 
either a, a volleyball or a severed head with me <laughs> on my road trip back here. Uh, it might have been might have been a little bit more fun than you know driving through construction. And <laughs> following my if GPS, you ever decide to do that please turn on a recorder <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like I rich material for your own road movie yes yes yeah. it can be your own podcast <laughs> my, my, my own podcast that uh. <laughs> um tommy boy also great road movie. oh oh yeah yes it's another buddy one friend of me yep yep two people that don't really care for each other but you know. uh Probably the the one of that, that that comes to mind is like the the Bing Crosby Bob Hope ones that they did about a hundred of them. Oh yeah, oh, the, yeah. The that was like the model. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like yeah, road to Singapore, road to Hong Kong. There's a ton of them. To Morocco is Morocco. one of them. There's, I think there's five or six. Apparently, the one that they never got to make was uh, going to be the road to the Fountain of Youth. Ooh, all <laughs> right. It'd be the the cap, but they never got to make it. And then, and because then the, they died before it I happened. Think so, or yeah. what? Okay, they yeah they but did see, not discover the actual. It feels like to me if they finish that one at the end, they become two younger actors, and now it's like Dean Martin and Jerry mm-hmm. Lewis are now the Road Two movies Reboot. or something. Reboot. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Right. So somebody out there make their own uh, Road to the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks. We mostly talked. American movies. So if you know some non-American uh, road movies, certainly shout those at us. And absolutely, thanks for listening. Thanks. Yeah.